Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Welcome back to the Fab Effing Five Beyond Your Best Plans podcast. We are so excited to be here with you again today. This is Kathleen Al here with Whitney and Catherine and Sarah and, of course, our friend Claudette. We're all here. Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to your beautiful faces. Welcome back, Claudette. We are complete. Good to be back. We are are five again, and it feels so good. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of the five, today's episode is about how are you being called? Are you being called? Do you know if you were called? Are you on speed dial to the divine by being called? Being called can mean many, many things. It's very different for everyone. And I just finished um, a chapter in Women Who Empower, and I can't wait for that to come out, on empowering comes from within. And how I figured out how I was being called is like paying attention to my body, paying attention to my response to different people. And, And it takes some time to figure out if you're being called and if you're being called, what is that calling? Do you know what that calling is? And from my experience, from my experience, I was in a marriage, my third marriage. Yes, indeed, my third marriage. And I knew that things weren't happening, that it just wasn't in line with me. And after my son transitioned five years later, I still was like, what is happening with me? What is wrong with me? I have all what society thinks is success. You know, I have the nice car, the beautiful new custom home. I had a powerful job. I was successful. I was married to a successful man. How could I not be happy? And I'd gone through all of this healing and in my experience of, of moving through the pain. And I just woke up one morning and thought, what is wrong with me? I'm unhappy. I'm empty. I feel numb. You know, I'm angry. There's still all kinds of emotions and how you respond. How I responded to the world was the heaviness on my back and the pain in my heart. And it, I wasn't being fulfilled. And so it was at that moment I had to figure out what is my calling? What am I doing? And so it'd be great to hear from, you know, I can finish the story afterwards, but it'd be great to hear from my fabulous sisters here on how did you know you were being called and, you know, how, how did you figure out how to move on that calling? Yeah, I think, you know, first of all, like what you're with your story that you're sharing, the contrast of life. And the challenges of life often lead us to this so-called calling, right? Mm -hmm. Or 
Another way to say it is a desire for something better, for something different for sure, but definitely usually something better, some level of like elevating our lives or the world or other people or whatever it may be. But it usually comes out of that contrast, Kathleen, of challenge. And it's really, that is the beauty of challenge is it typically often, if we allow it, leads to some really freaking amazing, beautiful things. We may not even feel it in the moment, right? That it's beautiful and amazing. But then looking back, I can think of times where I can look back and go, wow, that was beautiful, amazing. But you know, the word calling, I think also for me, it's a spiritual way to say it, right? Because we can Mm -hmm. get caught up in words, right, ladies? Like really the word calling may actually turn some of you off if you're listening. You may think, you know, that's too spiritual or that's too religious. So, you know, we can also just say desire. I like it calling because I can feel called, you know, in moments of just sort of simplicity or, you know, these really big goals that I'm shooting for. But it's this beautiful place of, you know, where kind of these non-physical parts of us and the universe sort of come together with like our physical parts, our human parts of us, you know, and help to create this sort of desire, right? Because there are these like non-physical human forces, I believe, like intuition, right? Like, you know, desire, something just speaks to us, right? Inside, we don't even really know what it's coming from experience or whatever. And that is a calling. I mean, it could be like, you may be having a conversation with somebody and you feel called to share a story or be vulnerable or say, you know what, like give some real truth that may be difficult (laughs) to say, but you say it and it leads to something amazing. So I think it's also being, you know, calling is being in tune with, you know, these little moments of stepping out and sharing parts of us that lead to something beautiful in someone's life or our own life. And then like these bigger goals, right? I mean, we all know now, like my big goal of my business that I'm working on, that desire, that calling was placed inside of me a decade ago from a time in my life that was very challenging. But this idea came to me because I wanted to make my life better. I wanted to help the lives of other people. It was a decade ago and now I'm stepping into it, right? But I can see how there were like little pieces that just in the day-to-day that I did over the last decade that has led me to this ultimate goal of what's happening now with Fit District and having that initial calling coming out of that challenging place. I can even step back a little further five years before that when I was going through a really challenging breakup and, you know, it was a breakup with a boyfriend and breakup with good friends. So it was really a challenging time. And I just had this calling that came to me in the midst of it that said, go to California. (laughs) You've always wanted to live by the beach. You have some girlfriends going, go heal, go, go figure out the next thing. And I did, that was about, you know, 15 plus years ago, but I can see all the inspiration I got in California Mm -hmm. that's now created the vision of fit district, of self-care, of fitness, of health. So even before that calling, like led to this next big calling and just sort of acting 
on those moments, those whispers, whatever you want to call it, of of going to do these sort of next thing and following these inner voices. Yeah. So it sounds like there's many little callings that lead you to the the, the ultimate calling that you you be live that you're living in that particular moment. I like the way that Catherine put that, and you just summed it up, Kathleen. But I think often when we think of calling, there's a sense that there's like this one grand calling and or one grand purpose and you can't have anything else. And like many things, it's nuanced and there are lots of purposes that maybe lead to a a bigger purpose or a bigger calling. And when I think of calling, I just think of it as being connected to purpose and values. And I have tended to think of it in relationship to the things that I've done for money, right? As it relates to um, a job or career and looking at it as a progression, that's sort of how I historically looked at it. But over the course of the past few years, I think I've looked at it more the way that Catherine has laid it out. And it is, you know, these little knowings or little moments of intuition that says, you know, do something. And, And so I don't think it has to have a religious connotation to it. And if, as you know, Catherine pointed out earlier, if just the thought of the word kind of makes you go, you know, cringe a little to step back from that and and you use a different word if that feels more appropriate, purpose or desire. But the same principle applies. How are you living in your desire? How are you living in your purpose? How are you moving towards the values and the priorities that you set for your life, if you have set them. And if you haven't, I would offer that if you are not feeling happy or fulfilled, or that there's something outside of you that keeps saying there's something missing, to actually take the time and sit with that and figure out what that is. Where is there a disconnect? Where are you not aligned so that you can have that? You know, life is so much more beautiful when we're living in alignment, when we are Mm -hmm. moving towards something that is not necessarily outside of ourselves, but bigger than ourselves, that, that is about more than just fulfilling, you know, some internal in the moment yearning, right? Or craving for something. And we are happier when we are about something that's not solely us, while at the same time, right? We've talked about this before. You absolutely, absolutely have to take care of yourself. (laughs) Self-care and loving yourself and doing for self is absolutely important. It's crucial. It's mandatory. 
You cannot go through life because you can't actually fulfill your purpose, your calling, your Mm -hmm. desires outside of yourself if you don't take care of yourself first, because then you are pouring from an empty cup and that doesn't serve anyone. So I'm curious, Whitney, do you have just a small example where you followed your calling, your intuition, your purpose? Like, do you have an example of what you did in your life, even if it is to pick up the phone and call someone when you just had that that quick hit and then you realized they needed some help of some sort? So, so in that sort of example, here we are, the five of mm-hmm. us, right? Yes, a small example, but ultra important <laughs> for the five of us was when we were preparing for the trip to Nashville. And I may have not always been one to act on <laughs> those moments and callings and, and and but this particular one we were told this is where you're meeting. Here's some hotel options, you know, come in this day, this time, blah, blah, blah. And something said, and I'm going to give you two examples, but this example, and it was like, you have a car, be of service to someone else. You're going to this event where you're going to spend a weekend with people you don't know just be of service, just go and be of service. And so the simple offer, right? Typing up a post in the group saying, I have a car who needs a ride. You know, small, Kathleen did. Small example, (laughs) very small example of that. But look what came out of me hearing that paying attention to that intuition, not fighting it. What if no one says yes? What if they don't like me? What if I don't like them? Having a stranger in my car, you know, all the things that I could have, you know, had (laughs) rolling around in my head. And I absolutely didn't have any of those. But at another point of time in my life, I would have. And Mm -hmm. I would have just ignored that and moved on. The other one that is, ultra important in my life is my husband. And you know that we met when I was a teenager, 16, 17. We debate about when it actually happened, 16 or 17 anyway. And we dated for two years, separated, went on, married, divorced from other people. And in 2010, going through a Bible study, At the end, there was this drop that said, it was just the name, Michael Wiley. Mm -hmm. What is that about? And so, you know, I tried to ignore it. I actually gave in. I tried to track him down on Facebook using my dog's Facebook page because I didn't have one. (laughs) Because ironically, (laughs) my dog had, honestly, my dog had a Facebook page because... I didn't want to have one. Because Whitney was undercover. I didn't, I didn't want I didn't want it's like old, this dog is stalking me. I didn't want old boyfriends. I didn't want old boyfriends striking me down. I mean, I, I think that's fair. Um, <laughs> old boyfriends, old husbands, you know, it's all the same thing. No. What did you say, Sarah? So the irony is I didn't want old boyfriends tracking me down, but I hear I was tracking down my own. 
Okay, hold on. I need to hear what of, Sarah said because I didn't know. It was because of that, that calling, that yearning yeah. to, you know. So those are my two examples. Sarah, so, what did you say? Because I want to hear well, it. She has, she's using her dog's profile to snoop everybody else out. <laughs> Sarah's talking about snooping. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Can, your, can Absolutely. your dog teach my dog how to type? Because <laughs> it got you a husband. I need an assistant. I need some help over here with some typing. So we just arrange that. That episode's coming soon. Oh, wait, I, I, exactly. We're, we're going to work on that for our single ladies in the group. We're, we're, oh, we're my gosh. Sarah and I have you guys covered. Yes. <laughs> hey, thank Sarah, you, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sarah, did you have uh, anything you wanted to offer? Because I I have to say that I understand what Whitney was saying about ignoring those signs. You know, for me, I ignored the signs over and over and over again with my last husband. I'm like, okay, you've already been married three times. You got to figure out how this works. You got to make this work. You can't just like just walk away. And so I really just put all my efforts into it. And there was sign after sign after sign that I kept saying kept being hit, you know, nudged to go do something different. And then I'd fall back in and ignore those signs. And finally, I couldn't ignore the signs anymore. I had to start taking action because when I took action that felt good in my body, I was happier. I was connected. I was grounded. I actually spent time with my friends laughing and enjoying them. And when I didn't pay attention to those signs, I was withdrawn. I was angry. My body hurt. Like there was very clear signs within my body that I knew that I was not living and paying attention to my purpose, to the calling, to the intuition, whatever it is. It's like swimming uphill. You know, like you're swimming against the current and it's a struggle all the way through. Like so Life much not supposed to be that way. It's crazy. Yeah, it's exactly. so crazy, that feeling. Sarah, Claudia, you have any? I had an experience last week, actually, that was just a nice aha and reminder to myself. I was with some clients and we were getting ready to settle on the property. So we were kind of doing that final walkthrough. We were there to meet a neighbor And we all three went into the woods. It had this really wooded area that none of us had, I don't know why we got to the end of settlement before we went back there, but none of us had gone back there. And we were trying to understand the property line, et cetera. And it was a really beautiful day. And we started to just kind of all three vibe with nature while we were back there. There were birds, there was a deer. Actually, we saw three deer. And this is in the middle of... McLean, Virginia, but we saw a carving on a tree, like a love carving, and we saw this huge limb covered in white baby ants, and we had this whole conversation around that, and so it was just a really grounded experience with my clients, and they were talking about all they wanted to do to the property. This property had been tried to be built by two different people. And that's the best way I can put it. It still wasn't finished. It didn't have insides of closets, but this was the third time it was being sold. And I listened to my clients talk about what they were going to do and where they were going to have coffee in the morning and where they were going to connect with the land while they lived there. And then as we walked back to the house, 
they were talking about all that they were going to do in this backyard and at the back of the house. And I already knew what they were going to do to the inside. And I immediately said, you're the ones that will bring this property alive. Mm-hmm. You are bringing life back to it. It's needed. It needs you. You're needed for this property because they were going to do so many beautiful things. And it was the second time this year I felt like I was bringing the right buyer to a property to love it again, to cherish it and to bring it back to life and to breathe family into it and, and to bring the nature together all around it and enjoy it. And it was a really special feeling. I mean, and I think in that moment, you know, if nothing else, I felt like that's my calling. You know, I'm not that Catherine, you're so right. We don't have just one calling. There's callings that happen to us all day. You know, it's a, it's my calling to be a wife to my husband and, you know, remembering that I need to be a good wife, right? That I need to, mm-hmm. to be a supportive wife and a kind person. It's my calling to be a friend and, yeah. to, and to be a good friend, you know, in those kind of ways. So I just see that we just all have so many different purposes. And I thought about you, Claudette. I thought, wow, when she was so young, you realized you're calling to preach. And I admire that about you and that you stepped up along the way. And I can't even imagine how that must have felt for you to realize that big of a calling, you know, something that's so huge. Well, you know what? Of course, you perfectly led into what was in my heart. I mean, we all seem to (laughs) I just love you. But, you know, I used to be more religious. I am now more spiritual. But there's this thing to where people search for their purpose and they talk about it and they make it out to be this big thing. And and for a moment, that's what I did until I realized it was Chi-Chi, my ego, trying to be some big shit you know, and <laughs> running around pooping in the corner. I mean, seriously, you know, Speaking of dogs, here we are, <laughs> here we are, here we are. No, no, it's just, you know, so sometimes our ego will go, I have to have this big purpose or I have to have this huge thing. And there's a whole thing in the spiritual community. I'm chosen. We're all chosen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, so I realized that was my ego and I needed to just surrender it and just get it out. And then I realized we only fulfill, no matter how big we perceive our purpose or mission to be small, medium, or large, because on earth we compare everything, you know, Oh, that's a small purpose. That's a big purpose. What I realized is you could have one person who opens the door and says a kind word to someone that causes him to move on with life where he would have ended his life. And as he moves on, he begins to affect others. See, we don't understand the ripple effect. And then you could have another person who, you know, creates a whole network that reaches millions. And then in the divine, both are said to have completed their calling because we're not judged in the divine by how big or small our purpose or calling is we're judged at how our heart is right is our heart to serve is our heart to help and so sarah your story about connecting people you know to not only did you serve your clients you've served the land 
See, everything is living and breathing. Everything on earth is. And so we get so hung up on, am I called? What's my purpose? Am I that? And we start to think about it and we think it to death. Let's just step into calming down, stepping into being, and let the purpose that we created with the divine before we came here rise within our being, whatever it is. And if it is big, don't be intimidated because in my mindset, that's up to the divine. If I just follow the guidance, it all works out. We don't have anything to worry about. Many times we'll be afraid we'll fail at something. Get over that. Failure's an illusion. Just, you know, if you fall, fall into the arms of the divine. And then you'll be put back in place and keep moving forward. So it doesn't matter how big or how small. And I feel like, yes, Catherine, all of you said we've got these. We're called every day. We're called every day to step into the being of the essence of our true self and to serve. And we serve ourselves and others, you know, so let's step into that attitude of serving and let's not make such a big deal. Like to me, I almost see the things of the ego now and I'm like, oh, geez, like for myself, I'm, I'm not judging where anyone else is. I'm looking at myself going seriously, Claudette. So it's just getting into that, that we, everything is important. Every act has an effect. It's like the monarch butterfly effect, you know, every, everything that you do. So that land can be healed, you know, fit district. All of you mentioned things that can make a difference in the world. And to me, that's being in the calling and I think being in it. I think that is such a good point. And, and two words you said that just, sort of set this up and then everything we do is an opportunity to step into that or not. Right. And it was love and serve. And if there is a grand calling, a grand purpose, it is relationship and it is within that relationship, loving and serving each other, humanity, the divine, And then every act we take is an opportunity to either move that purpose, that calling, whatever you want to call it. It is in pursuit of that, right? An opportunity to just be that, to be love, to be service, and to love and be of service to other people. You make a great point, Whitney, and I I really feel like there's that balance. And a lot of people like say that there's contrast between being of service and serving self. However, I don't believe that's to be true. I believe for my soul is that when we serve from love, we're serving ourselves as well as serving others. And when we serve because we feel we have to or out of resentment or out of getting something out of it, that's where the conflict starts to rise and it starts to create conflict within your own life. And Sarah, you, you know, what I think is really important for you, the listener to hear is that Sarah actually even mentioned several different purposes and callings in her, in her story. Not only did she 
Was she aware that she brought clients to the land so where they can be of service to the land? But she also points, she acted on her calling on that that hit, that nudge to speak what she felt to her clients. So her clients didn't only feel it, they knew it as well by someone else acknowledging that. Brave, brave enough to share what's in your heart, Sarah. You know, where a lot of people would go, I'm not sure I need to share that. That might be too much. You just did. And it spoke, you know, there's certain things that we say that speak to the soul of another. And mm-hmm. it's undeniable when you hear those truths, right? And you do that in everything that you do. Yeah. And maybe all been connected in that real, you know, grounded way together. We have these little mini experiences in the woods together that day, um, but they added up to me being comfortable sharing it with them. Yes. You know? and, and you were called to, at the very end of your deal, to go into those woods. Yeah. And you followed that calling. <laughs> so where you could have each of those little nudges, each of those little intuitive hits to share with your clients. So where ultimately you could share with the fact that their purpose was to bring that land back to life again. And that, that it was a perfectly matched synchronistic event. And I think that's really when we start talking about, I don't think like, you know, I feel when we start talking about what is our calling, it really is multiple synchronistic events that occur. Mm-hmm. When we start to listen to our internal hits, when we start to act on things that are uncomfortable and scary and not pragmatic and logical, and you know, we don't think our way out of it, we act on what we are being guided to do. And each moment that is synchronistic is exactly what the calling is, whatever that calling is. It doesn't have to be huge. So what what if that is the calling? Exactly. That is the calling. Yeah. Like every moment, listen to the hit, listen to the hit and act on that. Even if it's scary, even if there's fear there, that's Mm -hmm. only the monkey mind um, that is sharing with you that what you've been through could prevent you from actually experiencing your true self. And so don't let that fear stop you from taking action on what you know is meant for you. And I would say, especially if, not just even if, even if it's scary, right? Especially if it's scary, because what you may be looking for in general, I will say this for myself, what I have been looking for seeking has always been on the other side <laughs> of that comfort zone in, in getting out of that and in developing as a person who not only now hears, sometimes sees, I am still developing my seeing, but certainly hears, I'm good at hearing, feeling is still a challenge, <laughs> I'm still getting into that and, but going with it, right? Not fighting it, no no longer being someone who fights getting out of my, out of my way, getting out of my comfort zone because the good stuff, that's where it is. That Mm -hmm. I, I can't think of any time 
where I have done something that was scary or I was fearful of and regretted it. Mm. Not to say that it doesn't happen to people, but I can't think of an experience where that has happened. And each time I have just said, you know, I've, I've gotten this intuition, I'm going to go with it, regardless actually of what happened, because there are lessons in it. Everything doesn't have to end the way I want it to in order for it to be of value to me. And, so beautiful. and stepping out of my comfort zone and going with the flow, <laughs> you know, getting out of my own way, you know, those things moving it's always beautiful on the other side and there's something of value there. Even if it isn't what I thought I wanted. Or the outcome. The outcome, outcome, exactly. Even if the outcome wasn't what I thought I wanted, it turns out to be what I needed, which is way more important than what I want in the first instance. Just before you started, Whitney, I wrote down release... Release outcomes and attachments to what you want. Yeah. And so it is really about, we're, we're, you know, heading toward the end. And I'd love to have each of you just share a little something on how you have developed the confidence in listening to your intuition. And so mm. if, if you guys had a little something that you could <clears throat> share with our listener, what would that be? Claudette, I can have a smile. Yeah, (laughs) it's like you got it. To me, start small because I think what happens in life is we, as children, we're probably more intuitive, and then our logic and reasoning takes over, and it kind of cuts the flow of that. Or we'll get a hit intuitively, and then we'll think it to death. Girl, I ain't talking about you. No, okay. (laughs) So I'm like, but we'll think it to death, and then. At that point, so when I was coming out of the thinking it to death into trusting again, because so many times we don't trust that we can get that guidance, which is our birthright, by the way. So we all can get it. We just block it. I would test it with small stuff and and build my confidence with that. And I would, you know, and I don't make a decision when there is confusion. And so... You know, if there's confusion, I hold off on it and I just test it. And then I will even say things like adjust, you know, divine intelligence, adjust my energy to be in alignment with what I need to do. And then I just let it go and trust it. And as you do it, it's like working a muscle. You just get, it gets better and better and better. And I would tell you though, it took me years to follow it more. I would say I follow it about 95% of the time now, but it used to be like 45% of the time. It was like a crapshoot. It was like 50-50. And then I would always regret it. So that's what I would say. Just test it. Try it on little things. You know, start, start becoming aware of that inner voice that guides you, loves you, protects you. And fear is never associated with it. Fear or doubt are never associated with it. It's just a knowing. So that's what I would say. Yeah, I agree with that. I had a similar along the lines of faith and trust. Uh, Similar to Claudette, I'm a lot better at it at at this 
stage of life of this moment than I was, you know, years ago. But yeah, just faith and trust. And like, it depends on the calling, right? Like in the moment, if it's like, you know, there's someone that's clearly in need and I'm feeling like help this person, I help this person, right? Mm -hmm. Someone speaks something into my world that resonates. Like for example, you know, Tony Robbins shared a story that he was fed at Thanksgiving when he was a young child. And that inspired me to start feeding families at Thanksgiving as well. And so that just spoke to me and I just started doing it, got some friends together. If it's something that's a little bigger that I need to kind of sit on and and reflect on and see if it sticks with me like a business or something you can't just sort of go like this and make happen. It's like, okay, like I have this, when desires come into my world and it's meant to stay, it usually stays (laughs) for me. So that's also how I know I got to, I got to start taking some action because this isn't leaving my soul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Sarah, Whitney. Hmm. Man, so many good nuggets here today, for sure. I think, though, that what I am hearing from everybody is no one has had a bad experience from allowing the calling to be. Right. Yeah, allowing. Maybe I misunderstood, or or, or if you had one, raise your hand. But Mm -hmm. so what do we have to lose? Right. Nothing. The bullshit. Yeah, the ego, the bullshit. When we step into love and service, that is when we're trusting the calling and and being our authentic self and and stepping up. Whitney. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think the place for me to start is to is to get an awareness. Mm-hmm. is to recognize that regardless of what you're calling it, intuition, Holy Spirit, you know, it, calling, desire, whatever name you choose to put on it, that you have to recognize that it's there and then be willing to <laughs> go with it. And especially if you feel some fear around it um, to be willing to just go with it. That's awesome. Thank you, ladies. I love our conversations. They go so quickly. And just to wrap it all up, for me, I really feel like becoming aware that when things feel like they're in flow, what's happening? What does your body feel like? What are you, where are you sitting? How does your breathing feel you know there's ways of knowing when you're in flow so that's how you become aware meditating and gratitude has been the other ways that I've started to trust the connection and the little nudges that I was getting and as Claudette said you know start small so as we get a little nudge just just dip your toe in it and and test it out and when it works in the way it feels right to you then be grateful and say thank you to whatever you call the universe the divine god allah whatever whatever you choose so it just trust in you you know not only do you hear it you can see it you can feel it listen and act on it. Just take an action, even if it is to say hello to a stranger, you might make their day. So thank you for joining us. Please subscribe to our podcast. 
say hello, make a comment, give us a five star or 10 star if you'd like. Just keep going doing it all you want. And we'd love to hear from you and join us each episode. And soon enough, you will be hearing the next uh, an episode called Single Girls. And the three of us that are single can't wait to see what these other two married girls are going to do oh for us. Oh my God, that's going to be a good one. Have a great day and share, share alike and enjoy. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.